Greetings and welcome to In Tune with VHBC, a podcast about music and worship at Vestavia Hills Baptist Church. I'm Marty Watts, Minister of Music at VHBC. In today's episode, I'll share about the hymn Christ the Lord is Risen Today and talk with Leah Jones. If you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. Now let's get in tune. If you're like me, it's not Easter until we've sung Christ the Lord is Risen Today. This hymn was written by Charles Wesley in the 18th century. Charles Wesley could be considered the greatest hymn writer of all time. He wrote over 6,500 hymn texts. Our church's Celebrating Grace hymnal includes 16 of those. Wesley's original text for Christ the Lord is Risen Today had 11 stanzas and didn't include the alleluias that we sing today. Those alleluias were added to fit the tune Easter Hymn. That tune was also from the 18th century. Its earliest version had even more musical embellishments, but it was edited and simplified later into the version that we know today. You'll notice that with Wesley's text, there's usually just one, maybe two syllables per note in the melody. But when we get to the alleluias, those are melismatic, meaning many notes per syllable which certainly makes them feel exuberant and joyful. There are some Christian traditions that refrain from using the word Alleluia during Lent, and then when we get to Easter Day, the service is filled with Alleluias. Like other Charles Wesley texts, this hymn is theologically rich and is filled with scriptural allusions. Without going into detail about all of them, I will point out that the first line, Christ the Lord is risen today, is in the present tense. The resurrection was not only a historical event, but there is new life and resurrection for us today, 2,000 years later. Today's podcast episode concludes with the singing of Christ the Lord is Risen Today by the Congregation of Vestavia Hills Baptist Church, accompanied by the VHBC Orchestra and Dr. Beth McGinnis at the organ. If you have a hymn to suggest for a future episode of the podcast, feel free to contact me at marty at vhbc.com. I am really glad today to welcome to the podcast, Leah Jones. Leah, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's so good to be here. Well, thanks for doing this. I um, just so appreciate every week folks coming on the podcast and sharing. And so thank you for, for doing this today. Well, Leah, tell us a little bit about what you're involved with at church. So um, I have been at Vestavia Hills since the fall of 2016, thanks to Barbara and Milburn Price. Um, They were able to give me a um, shepherd scholar position in the choir. So I've been singing in the adult choir um, since 2016. Um, I have served as the assistant choir person for the first through third grade choir, the um, fourth through sixth grade choir, um, the youth choir very briefly, and 
the preschoolers. Yeah. So, <laughs> basically uh, every every age that there is. <laughs> yes, wherever I'm needed, I will go. <laughs> yes. Well, you um your your time as a shepherd scholar was um, just great for our church and our choir and so thank you for your service and then with the other groups as well. Um uh, just appreciate you um, so much doing that. And um, College Sunday School? Yes. Um, I have been in the College Sunday School group as well with um, Melissa Pouncey and Paul Bird, and they're wonderful people, and we always have great discussions. Yeah, yeah. I hear such good things about that class from our from you and, and from our other students. Yes. Um, now, uh, folks probably know, but you um, recently graduated from Sanford uh, in music education. Tell us a little bit about your uh, music background, maybe growing up as a child, what uh, music was like for you growing up, and then um, how you sort of landed in the music ed track. So um, I come from a musical family. Um, My mom plays the flute and the piano. My dad plays the trumpet. And then my grandfather, um, he played the trumpet for many years and he taught music at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary for like 40 years. (laughs) Um, I remember when I was like two or three and every weekend I would go to my grandparents' house and my grandma and I would watch The Sound of Music together every single weekend so I was like three years old and singing my favorite things all around the house um I started taking piano lessons when I was seven I never practiced so (laughs) I took lessons for many years but I'm not very good um so I think singing has always been something that I was meant to do um I've been involved in um, choir specifically since I was 12. So since the sixth grade, um, and I, um, have been sight reading since the seventh grade and I love solfege. Ask anyone and they will tell you how much I love, um, do, re, mi, basso, la, ti, do. <laughs> um, and I started taking choir seriously when I was in high school. We had a really good program. Um, And my sophomore year, I auditioned for the Madrigal Choir. And um, every year we would put on a medieval or Renaissance Christmas dinner and we had costumes and we had lines and we would dance around, we would sing and um, people would buy tickets and it would be dinner and a show. And I think that's really when choir had such a big impact on my life because you know, I, was, I, I went through a rough time in high school and choir was kind of the one thing that like really made me happy and I knew that I was good at. And so, you know, going to choir rehearsal every day was something that I always looked forward to. Um, and I really enjoyed my choir director. Um, he was terrifying, but he was also great at the same time. Um, I knew that I wanted to go into music my junior year of high school. So when I was 17, we did um, this really big, big music work called Carmen Biana by um, Carl Orff. And um, we teamed up with the Louisville Orchestra, um, which is comparable to the Alabama um, Symphony Orchestra. 
Um, and we teamed up with a bunch of local choirs, um, professional and high school and college. And we did this huge thing and we received a seven minute standing ovation. And I can remember holding my music, hearing the people just clap and clap and clap. And um, I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. <laughs> so that's kind of, um, you know, my history with music and how I've been involved with it for so many years. Now, um, career-wise, uh, tell us a little bit about what um, areas in particular, maybe about choral music education or, you know, sort of long-term career goals you have. So it's funny that you asked that because um, I always thought that I knew what I wanted to do and what grade level I wanted to teach. But the more I teach, the more I, I, I realize what I think I'm meant to do. And when I was in high school, I really wanted to direct high school choir. And then when I got to college and I was a part of the Sanford Acapella Choir, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to, you know, get an advanced degree and direct it to the university level. And then I student taught high school and I realized that, you know, it was a lot more difficult than than I had initially thought rehearsal is a lot harder than to lead than they, than they tell you. <laughs> um, and teaching, you know, structured music, um, and like teaching people how to read music is a lot easier than reading a rehearsal because it's more structured. And recently I just did a long-term substitute gig, um, at Pizzitz middle school, filling in for the assistant choir director, and I never, ever, ever thought that I could like middle school choir, but I loved it. I thought it was absolutely wonderful. The kids were great and the choirs were great. And I feel like there's this part of me that thinks that I'm meant to direct middle school choir now because I just had such a great time. So I think I may look at middle school choir as a career. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Well, I'm glad that you've uh, sort of had that opportunity to kind of discern, you know, to narrow your focus a little bit, at least for, for now. And you mentioned that it was in, did you say sixth grade that you started really being involved in choir? So you have the opportunity to be that for some middle schooler. Um, so I think that's really, really cool. Um, how has the, the job search been? I know you don't have too many specifics at this point, but I know you're trying to find a position in the Birmingham area. Um, yes. So I graduated from college in December, which already is not ideal. Um, and then place a pandemic on top of it. And that makes the job search even more difficult so this semester, I am substitute teaching while looking for jobs. And um, fortunately, a couple of positions have opened up. Um, so I've applied to um, a couple middle school choir positions, um, an elementary school choir position, a high school choir position. Um, so as of right now, I am just waiting to hear back about interviews. Um, but hopefully, fingers crossed, I should have a job for next fall. Great, great. Well, um, I know that uh, in our choir and in our church, we have lots of uh, educators who know that um, that the job hunt part of that is um, is terrible waiting, you know, trying to <laughs> just wait to get those um, 
those uh, replies from all the different schools and that sort of thing. So uh, we'll be um, eager to see where you land with that. I have um, in these podcast episodes asked the same question of everybody who's come on and uh, it's based on um, the second half of John 10, 10, where Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And each week it's been such a, a privilege to hear how folks uh, are, are experiencing life, what, how um, they're experiencing life these days. So Leah, what's bringing you life? Um, it starts with a sad story, um, <laughs> but it, it, it gets good. Um, I, um, I think a lot of people know that I struggle with depression. Um, and, you know, it's something that I've had to deal with for a very long time. Um, my parents divorced when I was 12 and that had a pretty big impact on me. And then um, I've had a lot of difficult things that I've had to endure in my life. Um, and, you know, the pandemic did not help. And, um, it made, you know, it made things, you know, more difficult, you know, cause I couldn't see people and I couldn't do the things that normally would make me happy. And so, um, I decided one day I need to find a place where I can go that, um, I can find solace in, um, and where I can find myself when I feel lost. Um, I'm sure everyone is familiar with the botanical gardens um, in Mountain Brook. In the greenhouse, there's this waterfall and there's this stone bench beside the waterfall. And I will go to that stone bench and I will read poetry and I'll do it for like an hour. And um, that always brings me back to reality. And that always, you know, brings me back and reminds me of who I am and what my purpose on this earth is. And it reminds me that, you know, I do belong and people do love me and people do care about me. And it's really helped a lot. And um, I am very happy and I'm in a very, very good place now. And I and I really owe it to the place where I find the most peace. Well, thank you for um being vulnerable and sharing about that and how you've found that place at the botanical gardens. Um, it's interesting. Uh, quite a number of folks have mentioned, um, being in nature and, um, reading, uh, as things that have been bringing them life, uh, especially during the pandemic. And so, um, clearly that's uh, been, uh, true for you as well. Now, other people have said cooking. You didn't mention cooking, but uh, <laughs> reading poetry at the Botanical Gardens uh, um, is is wonderful, and I'm glad you've had that place to to center yourself. Yes, um, I think it's really important that everyone has a, a space where they can go and, and and really be themselves, and and you know, turn the world off for a while and just focus on what makes them happy. Yeah. Well, Leah, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with us today. And we look forward to seeing what uh, the next chapter of your life and career holds. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this time with you, Marty. Take care. It's easy to find new episodes of this podcast if you subscribe. Today's episode concludes with the singing of Christ the Lord is Risen Today. 